Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm a personal trainer, entrepreneur, and mindset coach. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you all the goods through interviews with powerful women, sharing my experience coaching and training clients, and my personal insights to get you living fiercely in your life. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm your host and this is officially episode number 30 and I'm really excited about this because I started recording this podcast in late February 2019, early March 2019 and it's now September 2019. So it's one of those things where I had an idea to start doing a podcast and I just went for it and I've talked with people who wanted to start their own and they haven't done it yet and it's just this whole fear of looking bad and not knowing where to start but and then you hear the people who have started the things that they love and all they say is you just need to get started and it really comes down to your beliefs and what you think you're capable of and so Today, I'm obviously talking about something related to mindset, and I'm going to talk about intuitive eating. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I've had experience being a personal trainer in downtown Toronto for three years, and that's really where I discovered the power of mindset because my most successful clients were the ones who believed in themselves, and they were the ones who had a really good mindset about food and about their body and getting results and that's what forced me to not force me is what inspired me to back up and dive into mindset coaching because that's where all this this success starts and so when I discovered intuitive eating I thought this is so relevant and I want to share it with you because it's unbelievable how influenced we are by society with all the diets and the fads and what comes up on social media and body image and it's just absolutely wild the conscious and subconscious impact that you know this perception has on us and it forces us to take actions that we might not want to take so I'm here today to share something different that I think people really can transform their relationship with food and it starts with the mindset about food rather than restricting or doing the next diet and counting calories like it's about none of that which is so liberating so I'm really excited to share this with you today. I'm going to definitely be giving credit to my friend Tara Brunette who is a mindset and manifestation coach and she's had an incredible story with intuitive eating and how this legitimately cured herself from binge eating for 16 years and she's very open about her journey of how she struggled with binge eating and you know binge eating and bulimia and how intuitive eating really saved her from that and so I'm talking about this today there's a lot of resources that I'm going to bring up and I will be putting these in the show notes because there's a book that I read and obviously I want to share what Tara is up to because this has also inspired me to bring in intuitive eating to one of my coaching programs that I have as well. Intuitive eating is literally eating intuitively And what I mean by that is, as a child, we know how to tap into our body and tap into our fullness, and we eat 
as much as we want or, or as little or we eat the things that we want and what happens is as we grow up there's certain beliefs that get brought in either by our parents or guardians you know social media or just the influence of society and this suddenly puts in restrictions and you know conversations about food and how we should eat turns into things like you know, do, do keto, intermittent fasting, vegan, organic, all of these things. And I'm not saying that those things are wrong because the reality is whatever works for you is what works for you. And I'm just here to share about intuitive eating because this has helped me immensely in the last eight months. And if sharing my story helps even one person, then I'm going to do it. So the reason why I love intuitive eating so much is because it completely rejects the diet mentality. And when I say diet mentality, I mean the mentality that you have to eat a certain way, eat a certain amount of calories, or avoid certain foods, or only eat certain foods to get certain results. And yes, that does work. And some people, it works for them. And some people absolutely hate that. And there's a lot of rejection of their own body because they're forcing themselves to do something to get a result that they want, like restricting eating what they love eating because they want to lose 10 pounds and they think that's how they have to do it. And it's not. So I'm here to share something new and different with you today. So I want to welcome you to open your mind to what I'm going to say in the next little bit here. So it's really against the norm where intuitive eating is all about letting go of labeling food, letting go of fad diets, restrictions, punishments, like, oh, I had a chocolate bar before I had dinner, therefore I need to eat an extra big salad. There's a lot of little things that we do in terms of our behavior and our mindset around food that can just make eating such a painful experience where it's just a necessity of being human. We need to eat, we need to breathe, we need to drink water, get sleep. This is like bare necessities. And I really believe that we when we look at the stories and the beliefs that we have around food just like we look at the beliefs and stories that we have around our life and what we're capable of that's how we get freedom and when we really realize the influence of what we make food mean in the world then it becomes very eye-opening you know like for example if i said chocolate bar some people might think, oh, I can't eat that, or oh, that's a treat, or they might think, oh my god, it's delicious, like I'm going to go and buy one right now, or they might think, I haven't had a chocolate bar in 10 years, you know, there's there's things like they're, the chocolate bars are a good thing, or they're a bad thing, or they're going to make me fat, or I can only eat chocolate bars after dinner. These are all stories that we have about food, and when we have certain stories, we take certain actions. So this is why I want to bring this awareness to you about the influence of your mindset around food because this is the key to getting freedom around food. And this is what intuitive eating is about. So one of the really cool things about intuitive eating is we've all done it already at some point in our life and it's mostly when we're kids. If you think about a baby and they're eating, a baby stops eating when they're full. And what happens is as we grow up, Things happen where, you know, you're having dinner and then it's like, for example, your parents or whoever puts the food on your plate and they say, you have to eat everything on your plate if you want dessert. So then that suddenly becomes a condition. Whether you're full or not, you have to eat everything on your plate. So whether it's healthy food or whatever it is that's being eaten, it's still 
a restriction or it's still something that needs to be done and then we lose touch with feeling the fullness of our body and then subconsciously it'll create things like oh if I don't eat all my food then I'm wasting food or you know some people feel really guilty if they throw food out and I'm not saying that you should throw food out you can save it for later and I remember one of the things that I discovered when I started intuitive eating and really trying to pay attention to my fullness is that I could I would fill my plate with food and then I would force myself to eat the whole thing because I put all the food on my plate or there would be times where I'd be eating something super delicious and I'm full but I keep eating and I'm like oh my god this is so good and it was because in my mind I thought I'm I won't have this later I need to eat it now so subconsciously I'm thinking from a place of scarcity and now what's happened is I've flipped my beliefs because I started to notice these behavior patterns and I'm like if I'm eating something that's delicious but I'm full in my mind I think I'm gonna save this for later and then I get to be comfortably full and then knowing that I can go back and eat whatever it is the ice cream or if I'm had leftover dinner I can go back and eat it later and I'm not wasting anything so this is really what intuitive eating is about that's one of my favorite things because I definitely noticed when I started intuitive eating that I was overeating or even things like okay I should have three meals a day so I would force myself to eat breakfast even if I wasn't hungry then I'd have lunch and then I would have dinner even though usually at dinner I wouldn't really be that hungry I'm more of a mid-afternoon eating person and I was doing this for so long and because I thought that's what I had to do and I thought I had to do that because that's what shows up on social media you know we should be eating three to six meals a day and breakfast is the most important meal of the day and I'm not bashing that because logically it makes sense you go to sleep and you don't eat for eight to twelve hours of course you need to eat something in the morning you need to fuel your body but some days I don't feel like eating breakfast or I'll have a smoothie instead of a full-on meal and it's really turned into listening to what my body needs and therefore I get to feel better about what I'm eating and how I'm eating and I don't feel restricted and conformed to what we should quote be doing. How I learned about intuitive eating initially was I read a book. The book is called Intuitive Eating, a Revolutionary Program That Works and it was written by two amazing women and I'll put the link to the website in the show notes and I'll give you the the link for the book if you want to purchase it. I highly highly recommended. So the book is full of amazing information and stories about people having breakthroughs with their food and completely rejecting the diet mentality. And there's 10 principles to follow that will allow you to step into intuitive eating and break away from your current beliefs and current behaviors around food. I'm going to go through the 10 principles even though I'm sure that you'll go and read them afterwards, which is fantastic. But I just want you to understand how I shifted my my mindset and my mentality around eating and whatever dieting and exercise and all of that. So the first principle to intuitive eating is reject the diet mentality. So typically what happens when people are on a diet, like there's a goal that they have in mind. They want to look and feel a certain way. So what happens is we start behaving and dieting and putting restrictions on what we can or can't eat or how much exercise we should do. And then eventually for some people, most people, it stops working. And then what happens is we get into this mindset of I'm a failure. It's not working. And we think there's something wrong with us. When the reality is it's that way of eating and being around food that is causing the lack of results to show up. And then it creates this whole yo-yo effect. And 
the thing is, I talked about motivation in my last podcast episode, and I was talking about away from motivation and towards motivation. So imagine you have a spectrum in front of you, and on your left-hand side is what you don't want. You don't want to be this way. You don't want to feel this way. You don't want to look this way. And then on your right-hand side, you've got what you want. You want to be healthy, lean and fit, be able to exercise, not be out of breath when you're walking up the stairs, or you want to be able to carry all your groceries in one load. So usually what happens with a diet mentality is you're constantly focused on avoiding what you shouldn't be eating. So what happens is you start you start going along the spectrum and you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat this. I can eat this after dinner. I can do this. I can do that. I can't do that. So what happens is you're pushing yourself away from where you don't want to be. But what happens when you get to the center? It's a neutral ground. So then that's usually where people have a breakdown for example and they start regressing and then they start going back to those pain factors that they're trying to get away from with the diet mentality and then it becomes a a ping pong effect or the yo-yo effect of when people gain and lose weight so this is why with intuitive eating it's really focusing on what you feel like you should be eating or how much you should be eating and that is towards motivation because you're looking at what you want to have rather than what you shouldn't have because you're rejecting the diet mentality. So that's the first principle of intuitive eating. The second thing, which was a huge breakthrough for me personally, was honoring your hunger. So we, within our body, will have biological symptoms that tell us that we need food. You know, for some people, it's it might actually be emotions where they feel grumpy or hangry, right? And you might feel that sensation in your stomach where you feel empty or it's literally grumbling or you're salivating or you're thinking about food. These are biological cues that your body wants food. And so paying attention to that, whether you ate 10 minutes ago or 10 hours ago, that is the key. It's not, oh, I had breakfast at eight. I need to wait four hours before I can have my lunch, even if you're hungry at 10 a.m. It's paying attention to your body rather than this restriction or structure that you think you need to do. So that's the second thing. The third thing is make peace with food. So this is a crazy thing that people really, it just kind of makes your eyes open like, are you serious? This is what you're telling me? Make peace with food is all about giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. Because what happens is when we tell ourselves that you can or can't have a particular food, it can lead to intense feelings of deprivation and this is what causes binge eating, right? And then that moment where you said, I'm not going to eat chocolate bars for a whole month and all you do is think about chocolate bars every time you're hungry and then you cave and you have one chocolate bar but then instead you have 10 chocolate bars because you say to yourself, okay, after this, then I'm back, I'm back on track and I'm not going to eat chocolate bars anymore. But then you live in this feeling of guilt because you didn't stick to the plan and it's just... A complete mess and it doesn't have to be that way so imagine you give yourself unconditional permission to eat what you want after a while these enticing you know devilish foods are not so enticing anymore because you can have them whenever you want and it's just a matter of paying attention to your body's fullness and hunger so that's the other amazing thing about intuitive eating is that there are no restrictions and you pay attention to your body and what you're craving, and when you're full, and when you're hungry. The next thing that is really a mindset aspect is number four, challenge the food 
police. So what I mean by this is, and I have heard people say this, being a personal trainer, saying things like, oh, I was good today, I had a salad. Or, oh, I didn't have any bread on Sunday night at my family dinner. I just ate some meat and I had some greens and that was it. I didn't put any like potatoes, no starch, didn't have dessert. So I'm like, I'm a, I'm a good person, like it wasn't a bad day. So when we start putting good and bad labels, that just sets us up for failure because it becomes very black and white. And then we put our worth based on how we behave around food and what we consume, which is ridiculous because eat what you want to eat and trust yourself and that's how you will get freedom. And maybe it's really easy for me to say this because I've been doing this for, you know, about eight months now. But the thing is, it just takes that, that awareness of what am I making this mean right now? Am I a bad person if I eat ice cream at nine o'clock at night? No, you're not. You felt like having ice cream, so you ate it. It's just a neutral thing. We're not adding additional meaning or stories to what we eat or why we want to eat it. Number five is respect your fullness. So I found this a very challenging principle to really embrace because, for example, my problem was if I went out to a restaurant and I was eating a delicious meal and say we had appies and drinks and then we have a meal, it was a lot of food. And then I would find myself wanting to keep eating even though I could feel I was full because it obviously tasted amazing. But now what I've done is I've really learned to feel when I've had enough food and I, I will tell myself like I'm going to pack this up and take it home. Or I'm going to be very aware that I would rather enjoy the food that I'm eating and feel comfortable rather than overeating for the sake of not wanting to leave food on my plate or, you know, I'm never going to get to eat this again or it's going to be a long time before I get to eat this again. So that's a very scarce mindset. And so when I came from a place of thinking, I feel my fullness and I'm going to get to eat this again and I will get to eat delicious food again, an abundant mindset, then it was a lot easier to slow down and just listen to my body rather than letting all of the food in front of me just entice me to keep eating even when I knew that I was full. Number six is discover the satisfaction factor. So I love this principle because it really gives us permission to go for what we are craving and what we want to be eating. You know, there's nothing more satisfying than say, for example, you're craving a pizza and you go and you get to eat and enjoy that pizza. Where I found before I learned about this concept and this specific principle, I was doing things like, okay, I'm going to eat a salad, I'll eat my dinner first, and then I'll have dessert. And then usually what would happen is I'm full after eating dinner, but then I've like force fed myself in order to be able to eat the thing that I want to eat. And the end result is that I've now overeaten. So it's really paying attention to what you feel like eating and allowing yourself to eat it. And then because you're allowing yourself to eat it, you're not going to overeat. You're not going to overindulge because you know that it's available. So it's, there's nothing more, there's nothing more satisfying than being satisfied. Let's be honest. It's cheesy as that sounds, I'm going to say it. Number seven is honor your feelings without using food. So this is a bit of a spoiler alert. If you decide to read the book, one thing that really got me was I would say to myself that I was not an emotional eater. A lot of people would use food to cope with stress. You know, they'll want to eat sweet things or they'll want to go for the salty or savory burgers and beer or whatever. And I always said to myself, oh, I'm not an emotional eater. After I read the book, I learned that I'm an emotional eater because 
when I'm really happy and I'm feeling good, that's when I would want to eat chocolate or I'd want to go get a treat or I'd want to eat the pizza and the burgers. And it absolutely blew my mind because then I noticed that I had started this chain reaction where if I was, you know, really happy, I would want to go and eat, you know, that kind of food that would be satisfying in the moment, which it, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I just couldn't believe that for so long that I always thought emotional eating meant negative emotions because that's what a lot of people talk about. They're not going to talk about being happy and eating a burger. You know, it's when you're sad and you eat a, a bucket of ice cream that suddenly it's bad. So I thought that was super interesting and it brought me more awareness because I did notice that if I, I would do things like if I had a bad day, then I would want to go and have a little treat and feel better. Where instead now I would catch myself and be like, do I really want to eat that? Like, what am I feeling right now? And what do I need to be doing? Like, do I need to go and work out? Do I need to journal? Do I need to meditate? And I would honor my feelings with other actions rather than using food as a tool to promote punishment or or pleasure, right? Because the goal is with intuitive eating to make food neutral. So this was a very interesting thing that I learned about myself when I read the book. And this is why I'm creating this episode because I really want to encourage people to explore intuitive eating and fully understand it because it it just brings so much freedom in so many ways. Number eight is respect your body. So the big thing with this principle is accept your genetic blueprint. And the example that they give in the book is just as a person with a shoe size of eight would not expect to realistically fit into a size seven. It just is what it is. And I think that this is really important. And I also think that this is kind of tapping into another conversation about body image. But I've noticed since working in retail, what happens is when people go into the fitting room, they come out and the first thing they say to me is, how does this look? Like, does it look okay? And my response to them is, how do you feel? And then they say, oh, I feel really comfortable. And I'm like, okay, great. That's all that matters. So the thing is, this is one thing that I've definitely learned along with intuitive eating, and I've learned this from Tara as well, is to stop getting on the scale. And I've essentially stopped weighing myself in the last six months because what would happen is I would do really well with, you know, intuitive eating and, and I would pay more attention to how I was feeling and be more in, being more connected with myself. And then I would go and step on the scale and I would go from feeling great to seeing the number on the scale and thinking why haven't I lost any weight or why do I weigh more and then suddenly it was literally like a switch I would feel like crap and the thing is it's unbelievable how as human beings we give so much meaning to numbers like as an example the last time I weighed myself I was 139 pounds I'm 5'2 a lot of people will look at me and think oh my god you know you don't look like you weigh that and I'm like well I do you know I have an athletic body and so on and muscle mass and I also have body fat but the thing is for some people 139 pounds could be morbidly obese and for other people that could legitimately be an anorexic weight but the thing is we see that weight and then we just tie it to how our body looks and how we think we should look and then we disrespect our body for how it is and the reality is at the end of the day people just want to feel comfortable and I really got that when I have been working in retail the last little while and I see people come out of the changing room and it's like they that's the first thing they say how do I look how does it how does it look is it too tight is it this and that 
And as soon as I say, how does it feel? And they say, it feels comfortable, then it just diffuses everything. And you start to pay attention to how you feel rather than how you look and just respecting yourself that way. So I think that, of course, this is an important principle. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on the list, right? Number nine is exercise to feel the difference. And it's so funny because because personally of my athletic background in my head, it's always like when I work out, it's all or nothing. I need to be completely dead by the end of the workout. Otherwise, it doesn't count. If I don't go and do that style of workout, then I'm not going to do it. And it just became very extreme. And so I've really shifted the way that I exercise in the last few years since I have, you know, stopped playing rugby so competitively and just focused more on, you know, developing myself as a personal trainer and then obviously carrying that on just to be fit and healthy. But it just, I think the really most important thing is the exercise is just like, greasing an engine you know it keeps things running smoothly it it legitimately creates happy healthy hormones that you know you get to feel in your body and it's it's to prevent health risks like there's just so much more to exercise than you know focusing on just looking good and there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good but I'm just saying there is so much more available to us through exercise and intuitive eating so this is why it's really something that goes hand in hand because it's all about being intuitive and our body wants to move. Like our body is legitimately designed to be able to walk and run and lift things and carry things and push and pull and all of that. The last one, number 10, is honor your health. And this is so important because when it comes down to anything, you know, it's everything in moderation. And my mom always said that to me and I think it's very true. And I always live by this. And so the reality is, it is possible to be happy and healthy and be able to eat what you want and really be in tune with your body and be intuitive and be healthy. At the end of the day, we can always ask ourselves, like, is or are the decisions that I'm making right now for my health around food and exercise, is this allowing me to be a better person? What is the impact of this now if I eat this or do that or don't do this, and what are the consequences later? These are really important questions to ask ourselves. And so this is really why I wanted to share about intuitive eating because for me, in the last few months that I've been doing this, it's been such a game changer and I don't need to think about, okay, I need to count calories or I need to cut this and cut that because I've done that as a personal trainer, as an athlete. I've done the thing where, you know, it... It didn't work for me. It might work for other people. But for me, I've tried the Arbonne cleanse where I did a month of no caffeine, no sugar, no dairy, none of that. And guess what? I felt fantastic. I really did. Was it sustainable? No, it was not. I also tried intermittent fasting and some people really love that and it works for them. For me, it didn't work because I was so focused on what I could eat, what I should be eating, and it was just too it was too much pressure. Like there just wasn't the flexibility of the flow in a day. And it might work really well for people who have a rigid schedule and they can make that commitment of having their eight or ten hour window, whatever it is, that's fine. And you know, it's it's amazing how we try to make things really complicated when intuitive eating just makes things really simple and it's just about listening to your body, paying attention to the stories that we have around food. What are we making food mean in our life? Because at the end of the day, 
the freedom that we get in life comes from our mindset. It comes from what we believe about us as people in our life, what we're capable of, what we're not capable of. And it's also really has to do with what we believe about our body. If we think that you know, doing certain things will cause certain results with exercise or cutting out certain foods or adding certain foods, then that's what's going to happen. But I just wanted to share this episode today because it's really such a, it's been such an amazing experience to just not have to think about, you know, any kind of restrictions and just enjoying food for what it is because it's unbelievable to see the impact of the media on society nowadays and how there's always the next thing to do. There's never, you know, just one thing to follow and this just rejects all of that and just keeps things neutral so that you can be happy and free and just love what you're eating and enjoy your life. So this is intuitive eating and I hope that you found some interesting things about this episode and that you're encouraged to read the book because it's just a really great opportunity to open your mind to something new if you've never heard about this before because it's pretty amazing how we've been conditioned and sometimes it takes work to decondition ourselves but when we do that it opens new doors and we get to try something new so that's it for today Thank you very much for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Please check out the resources that I've left in the show notes, and if you haven't already, please subscribe, please leave a review, and share this episode so that I can continue to help other people. Thank you so much, and I will chat with you in the next episode.